Hello, everyone, and welcome to ah. a brand new episode of Carbonite Donny BS with me and the nerds. How's everyone doing today? Great. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> great, great to have another face as we have a new member today, Tuscan Raider, joining us. So. <laughs> so it's always great to have you guys here and great to have everybody here live as we go over another episode of the Book of Boba here. So this is our premiere episode, uh, meaning live show we're doing for everybody. But before we dive into this, because we have a lot of points to talk about, let's let our guy DP let you guys know where to find us at. Nerdcyclopedia.com, people, make sure that you're going on that site and getting all our links to your favorite social media platforms. We are at Nerdcyclopedia on Facebook, Twitter, and also on Instagram. Um, if you are watching us live on YouTube, make sure that if you like us, we know that you're going to like us. Hit that subscribe button and also hit that notification button. So anytime that we're on, you know that we're on. If you're watching us on Facebook, head on over to that um, Carbonite Bounty BS um, Facebook group and make sure that you are watching us live there. And, um, you know, commenting, you know, giving us some feedback, you know, chatting with everybody in the community. We love that as well. Um, if you are listening to us on the radio podcast or whatever, um, make sure that you are subscribing to us on iHeartRadio, um, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, uh, anywhere that you listen to your favorite podcast, Spotify, uh, we are there. Um, leave us some feedback to nerds at nerdcyclopedia.com. We love your feedback and we love chatting with you. What a great intro, guys. So, um, you know, I'm not. I'm not going to leave the intro into this one. I, I, we, uh, for you guys that, that don't really aren't familiar with us, we have a lot, a lot of discussions offline before we go online. So it's all live, but I mean, we do our own talking and whatnot. Um, I'm kind of leaning to where DP was before he really, you know, got into Star Wars. So I'm going to talk about the show from their perspective because I kind of feel now what they feel maybe for what a new fan would be. Personally, that's not my opinion, but I can see, and we'll hear from DP because I know he has his uh, wife who's kind of an ultra neutral getting into it, but uh, I'll hold my opinion for last, but let's start with Hitch here and get his opinion on the second episode and how he feels we are so far. Well, this episode was, was really cool. I liked it a lot because it gave me an idea of, you know, why Boba Fett is so dangerous. He's extremely resourceful. And he's the type of guy that can get things done. Uh, you know, what's going on? This tribe is being hunted by this train. Much like in the old west, when the you know the train would roll through and they'd shoot all the buffalo, uh, just for no reason other than they could, right? That this is this is damaging to the way of life of the Tuscan Raiders, and Boba Fett feels like he owes these guys something because they saved him after he was just you know out in the desert. And what's really cool about this is that it's a Star Wars train heist, and the heist is just the train. Like they're not trying to steal anything out of it. It's a unique thing. They're just trying to crash this stupid train, <laughs> so they don't have to really be very careful which is probably good uh, since Tuscan Raiders aren't the most careful of, of people. I like the action and, and the meat of the episodes all in the past, they stayed in one direction and they gave us a big hunk and I liked it. Um, anytime a Mandalorian beats up a bully, it's always really cool. So you love seeing that for sure. Uh, I, I really like this episode a lot. I thought it really progressed the story. And again, you know, they, they picked a lane, which they didn't do in episode one. They didn't try to straddle this very much. They gave us a little taste of what the next, who's the villain in the next part. We see the, the hut twins 
And then we go right back into, okay, you know, dances with Tuscan Raiders. What about you, uh, Tuscan? <laughs> Look at him, guys. <laughs> the unseen heroes of Tatooine got some screen time because really they got a bad rap. I mean, really, one scene of us destroying a land speeder and then getting scared off by an old Jedi Knight. Come on. <laughs> We're more than that. We're, we're a very diverse and educated people. We live on the land. And I think I think the whole episode is how Boba Fett learned some of his new skills, right? He was always good as a bounty hunter, and he had that down. But now he was looking for something more. And I think he looked to the Tusken Raiders to give him the on-the-land-like skills, like how to survive, survivalist stuff. What if you have nothing but a tree branch? How do you live? How do you survive? And they gave him a really intense background because these people live on the sand, directly on the sand. They, <laughs> they rely on it. They, they dig in it to get water, milk. Um, and the fact that they get picked on by these, this, this train that's coming through, it just gives Boba Fett a a motivation and a, and a way to get in with these people so he can get more training and prove himself that he's a viable ally for them. Uh, I watched the, I watched this episode three or four times today and each time <laughs> I saw something different about it. And I think this was a great chunk to build on Boba Fett's, um, like what he's going to become. Because at the beginning I thought Boba Fett's not like a, like a a leader or some sort of warlord but he's got an ulterior motive he's like he's a saver now he's a savior so he's going to look to for to protect the weak and build up everybody's um kind of build them back up after this whole devastation with the empire so i think this is an important episode and i can't wait for the next five or six that we get here but i think it's about time tuscan raiders had some screen time and we know a little bit about them and accept them now as a as a viable race of people that actually rule the planet of Tatooine. Well said. What about you, DP? Yeah, I mean uh, the tap off with um Tuscan <laughs> Tuscan E, you know, <laughs> and everything. <laughs> um so yeah, yeah. So it so my I've, I've the Tuscan Raiders, I've heard of them. Never really paid attention to them. They they really didn't have any type of background. Um, and as I've as I've heard and read, you know, they were just sort of treated like you know, um, just just out there people. You know, you really didn't. They didn't really have any background, so you could just look at them as like, okay, you know, they are there. You know, they had these crazy looking, you know, um, um, outfits and stuff on. But this episode really, and, and even the first episode, which you know correlates into this episode really gets into the meat of who they are and what their culture is. I'm really impressed on how Filoni and Favre are really developing their culture and how um, Boba, you know, is adapting to that. You know, how Boba is, you know, teaching him, them some of his ways, um, among them teaching them him, you know, um, their ways and everything, you know, and them accepting him into like, you know, their tribe. The The title episode was like the tribe, but um, the tribes of, um, Tatooine and everything. So at the end, just like how we got in like um, uh, Mandalorian, we find out that 
no, there are different types. There are different tribes of Mandalorian. You know, we're finding out that there are different tribes of um, Tusken Raiders and stuff. So that's an impressive thing. So how's, um, you know, how, how do they, you know, how do they separate themselves, you know, um, you know, um, um, apart from each other and everything? I mean, the whole episode was it's had so much meat to it more than um than what we got last week. My wife actually dug it, <laughs> you know, this week. So um, it was a lot more plot. I mean, a, a, lot, a lot simpler plot, you know, train height. Anybody could get with that. Some 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 people who, who don't really know how to do it um, and then execute. Bam, that's it. You know, and then at the end, you know, I had a great, you know, sequence with, uh, um, you know, um, Boba getting the robes. And, you know, it's even though you really couldn't understand, like, the language and stuff with the subtitles and stuff, you understood the um, the execution of it all. And that was something that, you know, she loved. And also I, I thought was just a great thing for me, you know, watching this episode. Yeah, you know, I echo what everybody's saying. I really enjoyed this, but um, I think the underlying theme of this whole kind of series so far and, and you know, I guess from a neutral standpoint, I would understand it being, I, I feel, and we, we talked about it, maybe this is like graduate level Star Wars. Mm. Um, it's not really a series, and I'm sorry for the neutrals if you came in now and you thought that this was going to be The Mandalorian. Uh, this isn't. Uh, this is tying up a story that's well over 40 years old. Um, to me, this is, you know, this is excellent work. This is it hits it alludes to history a lot of the time. I mean, this is your classic story of modern society coming in to maybe a country or a land, um, disturbing natives or culture that's already there, kind of punking them, pushing them around a little bit, poking them. And what happens when the natives and maybe somebody who uh, wasn't a native, but more of a modern person was dropped in that society and they learn from them and ultimately become a one. So we've seen the story in history. We've seen this story in movies before. Really liked how they put it on this 42, maybe 43 minutes of an episode. Really liked the, you know, it had a beginning and then the conclusion, like the runtime. I was a big fan, but I, I can understand that somebody coming into this, maybe expecting you know, Din Djarin, Grogu, uh, a lot more action. When I mean action, I mean like, you know, Western, you know, I, I thought the Mandalorian was more of a traditional Western. This mm -hmm. is telling a finite story of really a man that was left for dead and kind of redemption, almost like a tombstone type arc, you know? So uh, I'm really digging how it is going so far. I like the pacing. I'm liking it, but I can understand that this isn't a series yet for uh, maybe your neutral, but more of a, you know, graduate level course, so to speak, if you were somebody in the Star Wars and getting into Star Wars. I don't know. I mean, like I said, my wife is, is, is below neutral. You know, she's not even in the Star Wars <laughs> and she understood like the, the concepts and everything that was going on. Like I said, last week was one thing. This week actually, you know, got into like simpler plotting, um, you know, and you understood like, you know, the character's motivation and stuff. So I wouldn't necessarily discount this like, okay, graduate level Star Wars stuff for those who are actually um, um, hip to like the, the mythology and all that stuff. Yes, it may be because it's some references and maybe Easter eggs or stuff that may go over to like um, casuals heads and stuff. But as far as like the plot and story itself, this was simple, straight, like Mandalorian, you know, um, season one type stuff. You 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 um, um, execute a plan and then I mean, sorry, you make a plan and then you execute it. 
It was simple. Yeah. I agree with DP for sure. Yeah. Because like the tropey, the tropes of the Western, you know, train heist, like you're saying. Uh, and, and this is, this is a, the, the reflection of how the Western itself evolved over time. You know, Dances with Wolves was one of those. And I, I was mentioning it because it's a kind of <clears throat> a similar plot structure where, you know, like you were saying, uh, Mitch, how it's, you know, the natives adopt this outsider and he learns their lifestyle and kind of adopts the good parts of it. Exactly like Dances with Wolves. And it's interesting because if Star Wars is a Western, the thing about Westerns is they are these trumpeting, jingoistic, you know, uh, you know, positive statements about manifest destiny. And it's it's the cowboys versus the Indians and and what but the Indians are always the villains, right? And that's how that and that's how Star Wars has developed as a Western. Now we're going into subversions of those tropes. So instead of the Tuscan Raiders being nameless aggressors who murdered and kidnapped, you know, the heroes, um, the hero's mother, we're seeing them, we're seeing why they're so harsh, we're seeing why their lifestyle is so tight. They're being oppressed. They're being pushed away from from wealth. They're being pushed off of you know trade routes they should have access to because they're they've they've lived there forever since the sand since the oceans dried up is what they say right. So it's interesting to see to see that sort of you know sympathetic eye being sent to the Tuscan Raiders of all people to uh, people so disposable that they're literally massacred by the romantic hero of one of the movies. That was just a side note, though. I mean, that was a that was like a, a little catalyst to like drive him down that dark path. So remember, also, we're still developing who Boba Fett is now, you know. So that we still have to have those big chunks of backstory and the build of his new, you know, what he's becoming, you know, his his transformation from, you know, a simple man wandering the universe to a warlord who's actually saving saving people and bringing people up as he rises he's bringing everyone up with him who will follow him and i think the relationship that he's developing with the tuscans is i mean i think it's it's poetic because here's a people that yes you're right they are they are looked upon as savages nobody understands them i mean look how i'm dressed <laughs> are you inviting me anywhere are we going to the movies are we going to get a beer no Look, you don't even know how to deal with this right so they're they're separated there there's no one else on tatooine that acts or looks like these people and boba fett sees strength he sees you know he sees um intelligence and he sees perseverance and he's like i need that I need that right now. And I think he's going to continue to, to bond with them. And I'll bet you we see the same sort of theme themes going for episode three and four, where we're still seeing this, the challenges that they face, the challenges that he faces until he blooms into what we see where he confronts the twins in the middle of Mos Espa, um, which was a great scene. I mean, yeah. I kind of wanted to see him kick that Wookiee's ass, but on the other hand, bloodshed is bad for business, right? The huts are so smart. They know that they just can't go kill people and expect everyone else to make fallen so you know fall in line. So they they have a little bit of you know forethought too, but what do I know? I'm wrapped up in 
rags and <laughs> I have shot glasses for eyes. So, so I was reading a little bit up up on the Wookiee. So he's from like um the Darth Vader comic, huh? So so he's he's been um he's called like the black the black uh Kurt 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 or something. Um, I mean, hashtag hate DP if if I'm just butchering that. <laughs> but um, so I suppose he's he's from the comic, and I love the way that okay, they're they're taking elements that's canon from the comic into into this, you know, um, because he has a history with um, I guess with Boba Fett. The way they yeah. look at each other, and mm-hmm. like, yeah, yeah, we're gonna go. Oh wait, no, we're not. Maybe later. Well, I don't. <laughs> that guy doesn't show up, and they don't fight. Come on, they're gonna fight. You know they're gonna fight it's, again. A western. That's the guy with the black hat rolls into town. You know, yeah. spinning his guns. There's gonna be a shootout. You can't not. You can't not pay that off. And I can't wait. Looking forward to it. Uh, I was almost hopeful it was gonna be Cad Bane, but it's okay. I think this awesome looking evil Wookie. Evil Wookie. <laughs> I mean, I, I'll take that. <laughs> yeah. I'll take a Wookiee, a Wookiee villain any day of the week. Those guys, they're always formidable, and it explains right away why he can't just go knock these guys off right away, right? He's got to deal with the Wookiee first. So yeah. you, you love to see that. Uh, it injects a little bit of chaos. I want to say I really enjoyed the design of the Hut twins and their um, and their litter that was bowed in the center from the massive weight of these enormous, uh, enormous slugs. Did you Good. see the guys in the front carrying them? Yeah, they were like. Yeah, yeah, that was, uh, that was great attention to detail. <laughs> These guys have a real weight. You know, they look they look good, and so it's good to see the effects budget in Star Wars paying off. You know, some of the shots they're using the 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 volume makes some of the shots look almost like um, just live action. You know what I mean? They look they look almost regular, almost TV ish, just because they're so like um, clear. And so it's good to see that when the effects budget is used. It's used well, and uh, I thought the huts looked great. I like the the whole the whole detail of them with the the little props, the fan, and the terrified snack. Like that whole that whole bit. Um, great villain introduction for just a little little snippet. You get a lot of what their personality is real fast, just from how they act, which is always really good world building. Right. I'm just glad we didn't get the hut from um, uh, the Clone Wars. I'll paint it oh, yeah. up. Yeah, right. So, and that that was pretty cool to see. But yeah, to see that the the family is 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 kind of coming, and everybody's trying to come stay claim. It makes you want to. It makes you wonder, you know, who else now that the the hut's gone is. You know, they said it. You know, that throne is empty, and a lot of people are gunning for it. Who else may we see try to come for this throne? I mean, it's opened your eyes to a lot. You know, right now, Han and Chewie are somewhere. Do we get you know a, a sighting or? You know, he's had issues with the huts in the past. So now that the hut is gone, you know, do we see them? You know, it's, I'm just excited for this. I really like how this is going. Um, but if yeah, so, I, I understand. If so ever appear, man, that would just, the crowd would just go crazy. You know, well, I mean, come on, we, saw Luke, we saw Luke Skywalker. Come on. Yeah, yeah that's true. Cool. You know, I'm just saying. Literally. Luke Skywalker in 1989, right? Mark Hamill in 1989 showed up on this t- on the last like TV show they did in this series. So you're right, anything can happen, and that rules. So we'll see. We'll see what happens next. Like they, this Wookiee could be the main arc. Main arc bad. It could it could all go down next week. There's no way to know what happens next, and that's that's pretty cool. We're getting brand new tail end stories about 
about Boba Fett where he has no plot armor. That's cool stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We spent a lot in, in like the past. I'm loving like um kind of the, the sand stuff reminds me so much of Doom, which um mm -hmm. I, I you know yeah. he, he got a lot of influence from anyway and everything. It's the spice, that's what the train was getting. Yeah, 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 yeah exactly. And, and how like, are you carrying spice? And they're like, What's that? And then they oh hey he said that stuff. That's spice. <laughs> oh hey, what's that? How'd that get there? We don't. What is this? Like, what is it? What is like a murder? We're just carrying. What do they say? We're just carrying water. Yeah, we're just, saying, we're, just, we're just carrying water. Like, okay. Oh man, and then, what is um, this? I don't understand. How? What is this guy, spice? How does this work? How at the end of Dune, um, you know, he he was um. And, and, and Tritus, is that how you pronounce his name? Um, sure. He was taken. He was um, well, not taken, but you know, he he was he was sort of um, taken in by the tribe. So this mm -hmm. is sort of like the same thing, you know. Boba's being taken in by the, like you know the tribe and everything. So um, yeah, I'm seeing you know a, a lot of doom, you know, in 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 this these these last two episodes so far. Yeah, and the cool thing is, is you see the robes at the end. The that finite end to maybe the you know original trilogy, put mm -hmm. him putting on that robe is bringing us closer to that current timeline with the Mandalorian. Mm -hmm. It's now, I mean, the next thing in his flashback setting obviously is finding where the hell his ship is, right? Mm -hmm. you know? Boba Fett's Boba. ship. Yeah, yeah, we'll say the ship. So anyway, Boba Fett's yeah. ship. Yeah. Boba. Yeah, Boba Fett's ship. So I mean that. <laughs> That will come into play at some sort, I imagine, soon as he's looking for his ship and his armor. As I, I like the callback into kind of the um, the uh, lizard, uh, you know, evoking the memories, kind of that memory recollection. And it kind of brought me to that scene in, you know, what was it, Black Panther, um, when he kind of, you know, got in the soil and what it does to invoke. So yeah, I, yeah, I, I yeah. really love the, the yeah. attention to detail they did in the kind of, you know, that, that snap to jar his memory back on to get him to to kind of understand who he was before he came back to the sand. So yeah, I'm really digging this so far. Really, really enjoying the show. Yeah. Yeah. Very great attention to detail, um, you know, with, with the, just like I said before, developing like, you know, their whole culture and their whole tribe, developing the weapon, you know, well, I, I, I believe we saw that weapon in Mandalorian, right? You know, mm -hmm. he was, um, you know, this is, oh, this is how he got, how he got it and how he got made. Yeah. Um, love yeah. that whole sequence. <laughs> Yeah, the, the gaffy stick. So there's mm -hmm. there's a lot behind that, right? So all the all the Tuscan Raiders, each one as they as they they develop, they grow from a boy to a man. Uh, they have to go find the branch. They have to find their weapon. It's gonna it's gonna speak to them. And Boba had to go find his. Now I'm thinking I went to uh, Galaxy's Edge and I built a lightsaber. So am I gonna go back and be able to build my own gaffy stick now? Oh, <laughs> like Wonder Find Boy. Me, ah, I want to. You know, those already in production. Chisel the head and get put the spike in the end and build the blades and everything. And Boba Fett's like, "Is this right? Is this right? Is this how this works?" And the guy's like, "Yep, you go." It's like an amazing race challenge. Yeah, it was just, it was such a video game task, and th and this show is starting to have a little bit of that Grand Theft Auto thing where you walk into the cutscene, 
And you're like, okay, well, take take the assassin back to the guy, and then you take it in. It's like now there's new missions you can access with the, the Hut twins, and you can <laughs> fight the Wookie, and you can go back in if you want to go back into the casino and settle that. You can do that too. Boba Fett has a lot on his plate, and that's well, good. Because it means... about Mandalorian too, you know, it's so it's sort of like a video game. It's like you know, mm-hmm. from week to week, you know, yeah. he's going through yeah. different Mission stuff. Yeah. Little yeah. challenges, missions, you know, with a with an end result, a reward, or a you know an, another challenge, right? Maybe I would pay. You do something else now. I would pay upwards of sixty dollars to live that experience. Disney. 60? Just a hint. Sixty hint. a night. Sixty a night. No, I'm talking about oh. the actual game. Make it. Just make oh. it. Yeah, of course. I mean, well, they have that new game of production we've seen, which is going to be really cool. But uh, I mean, yeah, this is a real life RPG. You know, we have our 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 conflict. You have your choose your your path. You know, light side, dark side. You know, A, B, C, D consequences. Literally, when you're saying this, I can see this playing out as like a you know, the Western kind of like a Red Dead kind of like, you know, like, you know, you're a Western type. Yeah. Yeah open world game where you can go back, you walk the land. I think if they did a Star Wars open world, which was a rumor, this would be like a perfect setting for it. Yeah, um, yeah, would be great. It would be, you know... You go to Boba Fett's palace, right? And he's just right? like, welcome to my palace. We run on respect. Go over to this and collect this and then do this with the yeah. sand people, I guess. Right. <laughs> it, it lays the groundwork definitely for a video game, and it kind of has that, that fun format, like we said in The Mandalorian. Um Kind of interested to hear you guys' thoughts. Um, so we have kind of our first conflict with Boba and uh, Fennec as far as, you know, maybe false accusations. Uh, we know we, he went to the mayor's palace, which off the bat, I cannot stand his assistant. Mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, wait, yeah. who I'm is that guy? Him. I don't know. I'm waiting for him to off him. Like, just ended. But uh, yeah, we find out that. Uh, Falsely, you know, as of now, he's they're not involved. It's it's the huts, but you know, I don't think that chapter's closed with the mayor and him, and you know, the the little bit of uh, tribute he offered him um, before he left. So I, I think that mayor has more to play uh, in this season, so to speak. Yeah, definitely. Is this kind of gave me Jar Jar vibes, Hitch? I'm I'm being honest. I, I didn't well, like him at all. That guy's I that guy's job is to be unctuous and unlike un, unflappable. So, like, I understand the portrayal. I think uh, I love the dude that he was dealing with first. That was like, ah, uh, well, um, you have an assess- uh You're not on the list. <laughs> you know what I mean? He's just, too, he's just there to be stupid. You know what I mean? On purpose to be like, I don't have you on the list. You can't see the merits. Like, we're here to see. It's like I'm holding a, like a shotgun. The guy's like, oh, I'm too stupid to be intimidated by that. You know what I mean? <laughs> I, love, I love that. But I and I like that the mayor's major domo is is an obsequious like like you hate him. I think that's great for that character because the yeah. whole point is that he's extra is that he's really you don't want to deal with him, right? If like if you can get away with not having to talk to that guy, you would you would get away with it, right? So it makes you want to cut cut the mayor out. And who knows what the deal is there? That's a whole a whole, you know, that's going to be a whole power struggle which is great to see. You'll love to see conflict in your in your uh, your television shows that are based around you know uh, control over this city, you want to see them fight, damn it, and that's what we're gonna get, and you gotta love it. Another great setup, but a lot of, maybe we're getting to the point where that's enough setup. Yeah, yeah, I was about to say that. Um, I mean, we we dealt a lot with the past in this. Um, I, I'm definitely going to want to hope the next episode deals a lot more in the present 
than what was happening in the past. I understand the the, the past and definitely love like the build up and love and love and like how it's setting up whatever's going to happen in the present. Um, but I hope like the next episode focuses a lot more on the present instead of him going like doing flashbacks and stuff. Yeah, I think I think they've got a balance now. I think they can go back. They can make it more heavy on the present and just you know lighter on the flashback. They still have to keep that going because I think there's still yeah. a lot of good stuff there. But yeah. if it's a half hour episode, I think twenty minutes of it is going to be present action, and there might be maybe five to seven minutes of flashback. I didn't know. Oh, no, it was fifty minutes this week. Yeah, yeah. Like so minutes like that. I yeah. think they've got a lot of um, they have a lot of foundation built already. I think they can just go ahead and give it like present day, find out what's going on with the twins. Is that really the conflict? Yeah. Is the mayor maybe? I mean, I don't know. That's still real weird to me. I don't I think there's still right. something there. And then the the bartender or the bar owner, there's some there's, there's a lot of pieces on, on the board too. right now, and you're like it's like when you're playing chess. And everybody and both people have that regular like one of those positions where it's like tick, 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 like there's gonna be like 30 pieces are gonna disappear from the board and two moves, and it's like deciding which one goes first, you know what I mean? So there's gonna have to be someone coming off the board soon. Who's it gonna be? Is it gonna be the mayor? Is it gonna be the casino owner? Is it gonna be the twins and the Wookiee? Who's coming up first? We'll see next week, right? Like you, you get an idea. So cool. And it doesn't matter which one they deal with first because you got to deal with them all. So just choose, you know, get and then get the power up and then go do the next one, right? That's how that's how these work. Yeah, yeah. I'm interested to see though as well. I mean, as of right now, even before the flashbacks with the current stuff, I mean, he's pretty banged up. So I'd yeah. like to get more backstory on them. I mean, he needs that back to tank more than um more than Vader did. Like this guy's literally like in it every hour. Like why is he so injured if we get into that story? You know, what's wrong with him? Is it like terminal you know, at this point? Maybe this is like, you know, the slow death of Boba. Maybe, you know, who knows? I think they'll keep the character around for a while, but I'm really interested to see like the healing phase, you know, of how much he needs that back to tank because he seems to be hopping in that after every battle, after every day. Is it more of a relaxation thing at this point? Yeah. Uh, or is it more really, you know, truly healing some of these injuries that, you know, have happened over this past leading us to the current point. Maybe he just doesn't let it work. Like maybe <laughs> he needs to stay in there for a week. And he's like, no, an hour is good. I got other stuff to do. <laughs> he doesn't really let it do its job. Maybe if he just right. stood in, you know, stayed in the tank for a week, it'd be done. But I said open the tank, but that it's really us, not. That would give us a perfect um Fennec Trent, you know, Strand episode. You know, let's just focus on her, you know, because I mean she's a, a a badass, you know, saying mm-hmm. I mean I'd love to see like just just her just you know um for a majority of an episode. You know, I think that's that may be coming, you know, something. You know, DP, usually in a bottle episode, all the characters are in a bottle, not just one in a bottle, and then everybody does other stuff. That's not usually how it works. You mean something different. So it'd be a real tropian version, and you know I love those things. So oh yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. Bottle um, of Boba Fett. It's funny in this universe how um, I mean we're watching like Rebels, Clone Wars, Bad Batch, so we're like in in deep with like Filoni, you know, and his squad and everything. Mm-hmm. Um, but we haven't really seen Filoni um besides Mandalorian and now this even more so, you know, just deal in the desert for the most of the time, you know. Um, more or less, um, their their stories have been like more space, you know, um up, you know, uh, traveling like from planet to planet. 
we're here um, in just one spot, you know, for like for the majority of the time. And it's and it's funny how they still carry that deep character development because I, I, it must be a thing on their their um their um on their board, you know, what do you, what do you, what do you call board, it? Yeah. A storyboard, you know, whatever they're calling it. Um, um, story character has to be first, then everything else comes after that. Um, and I just appreciate that just so <laughs> much because it makes it, um, it makes it more palatable for everyone else for like the casuals to come in and, you know, really get in tune with like, you know, the, these characters and stuff. Tuscan Raiders, they have their characters now, you mm -hmm. know, you actually feel for them. And like the, the one, um, the one, one at the end, uh, so going towards the end, the little, the little Tuscan, you know, who was, um, um, helping, um, you know, um, Boba with his robes and everything. Well, not helping, but after he got out the tent, you know, he was carrying Boba or, you know, he took Boba by the hand and, um, you know, by the arm or whatever. And, um, was just, it, it was, it, you, you sort of like got a little character out of that little one. Um, so, I mean, it's, 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 it's some really good stuff right there. Yeah, that that younger kind of uh, Tuscan Raider reminded me of the kid who followed Neo around in the Matrix, who was like his idolized <laughs> him. You know, that kind of like brought that brought me those vibes. So I do like that. And uh, also, like you're saying, this whole sand scene. I mean, the production is just amazing. Like the way they rode the speeders after they stole them, the way it looks. I mean, I I'm excited. I, I hope we can get a pod race to see that. Like with this current production style, how they're doing these, like phenomenal shots i mean the, the way it was smoking you seen them race you know the way it blew up i mean this looks so realistic like even hit saying the depth of these shots like you would think they're literally in like dubai somewhere arizona is shooting this oh, live yeah. you know it's just exceptional work so you know I, I, i'm just loving it and like is you know hit said this was this was shot during a pandemic and where most of these locations most of these these scenes, most of this work couldn't be done. I mean, we've seen films suffer outside of maybe Marvel, you know, because of, you know, loss of production, ability to travel. This is missing no beat as far as what I'm seeing. And it's, it, to me, it's visually stunning. Yeah. 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 I mean, the the stunts are excellent, whatever yeah. stunts there are, yeah. the, the pacing, the design, all the effects, you know, it's funny. It's funny. Like there are some shots where it's like, where they're walking with the Gamorreans who are just like, you know, they look Star Trekky because they looked Star Trekky in the old movies, right? That's just a piece of it. And you're That's like, yourself, yeah. <clears throat> is this gonna be something where it's almost like, you know, uh, you know, Star Trek TNG level effects, right? Where it looks, you know, for the time okay, but they, you know, they spent a little money on it. And then they go do something like this whole train high scene on speeders where they're driving, you know, they're flying around, and you can see again the control mechanisms for an awesome video game. Here we go. Lean this, and you're already and you already have it set up. We're gonna. I want to see pod races. I want to see them take tackle those action sequences using the modern effects because I think there has been an epoch change where nothing that we've seen in Star Wars shouldn't be done over, and that's the case. I mean, and and not not plotting like we're seeing <laughs> between certain similarities with things that were made at similar times in other shows that we're talking about. But, you know, if you show me a pod race now, it's going to look different. It's going to be more personal. It's going to be more visceral. Maybe the plotting will be a little different. And there's the, the, the Tuscan Raider pod goes in the, you know, we can do that. It's possible. I want to see it. I want to see, you know, maybe not exactly a trench run, but I want to see some Starfighter stuff, you know, a really good long Starfighter sequence like we get in Rebels or something like that. Uh, the technology exists. And if it's making these things affordable for Disney, 
It means that they can tell the types of stories they want with these A characters. Like if Han Solo drops in, hey, it'll look normal because they have the money to make it look right. Yeah, yeah. It's a good point. I mean, Disney can start taking because we're now in the present in the timeline, sort of. We're we're real up to date. So they can take all of these different characters and different storylines and kind of stick them together any way they want, and it'll look like it was supposed to be there. I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, so yeah. who knows? I mean, this is this could be. I mean, this thing is slated for how how many seasons? I mean, this could go for. 10 I mean, years. They, they, they plant they're planting seeds. How about that? Um, the 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 bar scene. I mean, he just. It's like a cartoon. I mean, they they show the shadow, you know, shadow of him, um, um, you know, coming in, and, right, and he comes in and, and just kicks butt, <laughs> and then just leaves and takes their bikes. It's, man. Drink and lose. it's like a little Terminator scene, <laughs> yeah. right? Oh, yeah, 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 the opposite yeah. of what Din Djarin did. Your clothes, exactly. Your bike and your clothes. Yeah, your boots. I don't yeah. think so, buddy. And then he beats them all up and takes the stuff anyway. You know, it's it's awesome. Every time, every time you get a scene like that, it's awesome. It was awesome in those movies. It was awesome in Mandalorian episode one. Really awesome to see, to see a Mandalorian take a bar over like that. And I like that they kept like the hairstyles on the um on the the, the locals looked like they were right out of the the seventies. It looked like you know, right. I thought the design on them was really cool. I was like, is this Luke Skywalker's friends from those deleted those deleted scenes or something like that? Oh uh, yeah, maybe. Uh, well, it was yeah. big dark lighter. Uh, there was a Carrie, someone else, a female character too that he was yeah. supposed to meet, uh, but his uncle wouldn't let him go. Um, it was power converters at Toshi Station. Power converters at Toshi Station. What are those? Power converters. <laughs> let me give me a box of them. Yeah, right. I just like light bulbs. It's like I need light bulbs. <laughs> no, Luke, you can't have fun and go buy. Industrial no equipment for you. Get back. What seventeen-year-old doesn't want to buy a bunch of industrial equipment? You know, right? I thought we were going to get like a little bit more out of the the locals, but I guess they were just there just to um you know drive that um that 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 scene. So I mean, it 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 was a it was a it was a good scene, you know, um because we're not really seeing many you know human you know characters besides Boba and you know Finnick, um. So it was it was just interesting to see those those two you know that couple there and they only just been used and disposed dispensed of just like that you know mm-hmm. yeah well keep in mind though I mean a lot of the city is you know because the the huts kind of controlled that the the inner city kind of of Tatooine mm-hmm. a lot of the humans um, were on the outskirts like the Lars Harmstead and whatnot uh, because a lot of them you know were, and some of them in some cases were taken as you know as as slaves and whatnot so i think as we see you know boba venture and current time outside of the city maybe we'll get a lot more of those stories um you know it's it, it's so many characters to see i mean it, it, who knows you know there's they're, they're doing these tie-ins how who says we don't see a quick view of uh you know ahsoka because as of right now she's kind of mm-hmm. still on the run nobody can find her she's traveling just like they like he is you know looking for you know someone you know something so you know you know the, the, the story is wide open and that's what i like is this is like an rpg it's kind of like choose your path at this point and that's that's what i like about this story it's choose your path it's not like oh here's what comes next here's what this is you know it's not laid down for us that we automatically know what's going to happen i like the suspense after yeah, the, the, with the Ahsoka thing, I kind of hope they don't 
don't go that route. I mean, leave her for her own thing. I think the the natural element will be to bring in um like the crime stuff, like you know, Han Solo and like Chewie and stuff. I think that will be the more natural um um way to go about stuff. And like I said, if you if you want to just you know set you know the crowd on fire and make them roar and everything, yeah, bring bring Solo in. <laughs> I mean, that'll that'll like I said before, that'll just be just an awesome thing to see the tie in. That would be a huge a huge gunfight. I mean, we're talking, they're both going to shoot first. We're not going to know what, I mean, it, it, that would be huge. If, if Han walked down the main street of uh, Mos Espo or, you know, up to the uh, Jabba's palace, and, yeah, I don't know. That would be really, that would really turn the story in a different direction. Yeah. I mean, honestly, yeah. I mean, we got two guys that love the casinos in the current time and just shot movies, right? We have Lando and we have Han. So, I mean, we have two actors who just recently played him. Who says that we don't get a quick cameo? I mean, that, that will be epic to me. That will be epic. 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 I mean, if Donald Glover's on basic cable, he can come on this, right? <laughs> He's on FX. <laughs> he can come on this. So I feel like that's definitely legit, you know. Uh, and, and who's to say that you can't make, you know – you can't make Han Solo work now. I, I think things are different now that now that the sequel trilogy is over and, and we are now interested in this exact time and mm-hmm. we've seen Luke Skywalker. And, you know, like you said, there's just not somebody else playing Luke Skywalker other than other than Mark Hamill. So, yeah, you want to deep fake that. But you have other guys that you can bring in. And look, what's great about this is next week they could deal with any of the threats that are on the table or – Literally, the Millennium Falcon could show up, and it's like, okay, pause. We are going to deal with this, and there's no way to say that that would that would be good. They would both be equally valuable as an episode. They'd both be tens, right? Luke yeah. Skywalker would show up and be like, "Hey, remember when you teamed up with my buddy, this guy, the Mandalorian? Everybody, hey!" And, you know, they'd be like, <laughs> like a large clap and everything. Get out of here, Mandalorian! And it flows like right in, in 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 what felonious you know stuff they did with like you know Clone Wars and um especially with Rebels with Lando just arbitrarily just showing up out of nowhere you know they want to deal with that guy Lando oh man yeah mm-hmm. this is I mean it's it it the they the the storytellers are natural in their um progressions and how they tell a story so it, it's it, it wouldn't seem forced because we know that it, you know the story is in good hands and we know that Boba Fett's exact twin sister who does not have the aging stuff so she is exactly boba fett's age normal age middle age right like however old tomorrow morrison is like 48 or whatever i'm guessing i'm guessing i'm i mean he looks great looks incredible so omega can just show up and that would change the entire like that would change everything about bad batch the cartoon series so i I will be more hyped probably than than solo if if that happened (laughs) shows up the blonde hair Hello, yeah. I'm your sister. Just starts cutting people up. You know what I mean? Like, I've had a fun time with me friends, and like they're just old men, just like tearing people apart. You know, and yeah. it, it could really work out. And you know, you don't need, you know, many more actors. Uh, I, I, I would love to see something like that, but I don't want them to even. I don't know. I, I feel like there's other ways to handle that. But if you yeah. showed me like that old, old, old Captain Rex show up, and you just put you know that old age CGI in there. I think you could. I think you could tell some cool stories that way. Right. Man, it's good that there's a lot of places for them to go, and we're not talking about there only being six episodes of Star Wars TV this year at all. We're talking about this nestling it as being one of many one projects. Of many. So, yeah. you know, we talked about how 
when it's one movie and it's three years and it's another movie, it's, it's a certain, you know, it has to be a certain way, but now we're talking about seeing, you know, Boba Fett will return in the spring with, you know, <laughs> Obi Wan Kenobi, I guess. Cause they're just, you know, they're getting a lot out of the Tatooine budget. Right. <laughs> well, I mean, the fact that these, these Disney plus shows are only six to seven episodes, maybe eight at the most and everything, they're giving you just enough for you to want more, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so, so by the time another one comes up, you're just like, yes, <laughs> I needed that. I, you know, it's, it's so much content on nowadays. Anyway, you pretty much want your favorite stuff. We're just waiting for the spice truck to show up. They just, the Disney's, feed, Disney's feeding us the spice, man. You know, here comes the spice. Yeah. Everyone get a bowl. Come on. Exactly. <laughs> hit a hit, get a hit of that spice and don't move forever. You're going to sit here and watch Disney plus forever. That's what they, they almost have us. You know, how many if if almost. how many hours of television is equates one like a season of a regular old network series, right? Like 25, 25 hours, and we're pretty much gonna be there. So we almost have the Star Wars anthology series set up like it was running on ABC since Disneyland's right. ABC. Uh and 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 we're getting that, and that is insane. And if you told again, if you go back in time to, to us long-term fans, go back to the I don't know, 2005 for me and be like, yo. The Boba Fett TV series is pretty good, but it's not as good as the old one where they had Luke Skywalker on the last one. I'd flip out. My head would explode. I'd just be sitting there like I'd just be sitting there like Millhouse with my watch, like, oh, is it 2000? Like, you know, it was a 2012. <laughs> <laughs> so I it's 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 awesome to see all this stuff and they're and they're doing the story right. Like I understand why now Boba Fett wants to be a leader the right way, right? They made him want to want to be a leader the right way. It changed him. And yeah. so that's character development away from the mercenary, away from he's no good, he's no good to be dead, right? And away from all of that. And that was something that I thought they better do that right. Because to mm-hmm. me, knowing who Boba Fett was, he wouldn't want anything to do with this. Right. So what's the reason? What's the reason? What what made him sort of change? He went through a lot in the in the Sarlacc pit, and then he went through a lot just as challenge to get back. And then he met the Tuscan Raiders and they beat him up. They beat him up for days, and then he saw value to that. I mean, he mm-hmm. saw he saw something in there that changed him. So they built that story right. They thought about it, and it was sensitive. And I think they did a good job. Uh, and he did. He's done a similar redemption with Fennec as well. I mean, she was left for dead in the sands, and yeah. he was the one to bring her back. So it's kind of you know the story on top of the story. So like you're saying, I really appreciate that that kind of the arc they've given him and. It's funny because a lot of people look at him still as this bounty hunter that he's even not. You know, he says I'm not a bounty hunter, so he already yeah. has this false depiction on his head already that he's trying to shake. But I mean, it's not like it's not like he had a falling out with the Tuscan Raiders. They're they're not going to show us that. So I mean, if these guys are if these guys mess with him and he just calls on his army of the tribes to just show up, yeah. and yeah. it's like, uh oh, we no, severely yeah. underestimated what he was yeah. up to, and the right. reason he doesn't have to show hard power all the time is because if he snaps his fingers, an untold army <laughs> of Tuscan Raiders is going to show up with bat gaffy sticks and overwhelm whatever you have. The protection of the Tuscan Raiders. That's what he told those uh, slavers or whatever they were. Those scap- the, the, uh, the train people. That's what he said. You will be, you will be fine to anchor him because people. you're under the protection of the Tuscans. That's got to be valuable. And so I, I, that would be what if they're if they're telling that story about how the reason that he's the daimyo is because 
he cultivated all this power with the Tuscans and they showed up and they've got rid of the huts. It's going to make a lot of sense why they're spending all this time and showing his development as a leader and development of the character. It could yeah. be a direction they're going. I obviously yeah. don't know. I'm not, I'm an idiot. Like, what do I know? <laughs> We've seen it. You Classic know. storytelling 101, you know, when you spend a lot of time, you know, in the past, it's going to, uh, something about that past is going to take place in the present. You know, it's going to tie it all together and stuff. But so. if we're at a third, if we're at, but if we're at a third, the third point, the one third point in the story, and there's basically act two could go any direction. Yeah. I think that says a lot about, about how good the, you know, the setup has been and how, how well they're treating this character because Boba Fett is, you know, if it's not a Skywalker, there's no one closer to the inner circle of Star Wars than Boba Fett. Like that character is as, as much Star Wars as any of the rest of the saga characters, you know, the real, the real royalty. And so I think that they have an obligation to do a good sheeter. If they're going to do a one sheeter to set up the, the status quo of, you know, post Jedi Star Wars or post return of the Jedi Star Wars. And I think they're doing it the right way. And I think that it's a, these are some crucial weeks here where we're going to see what the, what is the real meat of this story. And I think that, you know, these next episodes are either going to be tens out of tens or they're good. We're going to be going, ah, this was a fizzle. So I'm excited to see episode three. How do you, how do you top a train heist? How do you do it? Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, I bet, well, before we wrap up here, um, how do you guys feel about the way they're treating um, Boba Fett so far? Like combined with what we've seen in the Mandalorian up to like right now, you know, the, with a couple episodes, this has been a character you guys have been wanting to see for so long. Um, and like, you know, his his development and, you know, who he is and stuff. How are you guys? How are you guys? How are you guys liking it so far? I love it. Yeah. It's 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 great. I mean, uh, I. You know, I, I, I like I said I, in the beginning, I wasn't sure how they were going to like do this, develop this whole story, and sort of drop us in to this present day. Boba Fett has re re uh, re imaged himself. Um, I think I, I think it's great. It's almost if I had been given the paper and pen and told write this story and what do you think would happen with Boba Fett? I would be really similar to what this is. I mean, I think he's. I think he's still a strong character. I think he's still going to be someone that people are going to like gravitate toward. Uh, you know, I think they're doing a very good job with it. Totally. I want him to get his armor. I want to see how that happens. I know the Jawas have it, but I want to see how he gets it. So like for me, I think they're treating the character great. And I, and I'm excited to see them, you know, uh, show us a little bit more of this particular backstory I want to see, you know, I, I, the one thing that's maybe missing for me that I want to see more of, and there's some of this, but I want to see that, you know, that line Han Solo delivers on the, on Jabba's, you know, on, on Jabba's skiff on, on the barge where he goes, Boba Fett, like that. And yeah. there's this sense of the name has this, this like, um, like where everybody in the underworld is like, oh, I don't want them to see yeah. Boba Fett on me. Right. So I, I hope that after, Maybe what they're saying is that's how he gets his name back as he deals with these these threats. But I want to see there be a little bit of like Boba Fett walks in and everyone's like, I, I want to see that a little bit more. And I think they're trying to do that some with the with the casino, but you know, uh, we're just I want to see it more yeah. and more. That, that's I right. I, yeah, that that fear factor almost. You know, you're looking for people to get from from him that uh, when he walks in the room. But yeah, I echo everything you guys have said and. 
like I said, I, I mean, I love this show. I like the way it's going. To me, though, personally, I think it's a graduate-level Star Wars show. You, I guess a neutral can watch, but I mean, as far as if you would let somebody who hasn't seen it, who hasn't seen Mando, but, you know, this is a, this is a big name. He's on Mount Everest, you know, you know, of Star Wars. So you say this name and you start watching this. The first one and the two, it's starting to pick up momentum, which is a good thing. But, um, you know, I, I think it's graduate level work. And, and it's the graduate level work, meaning attention to detail, because once again, this is well over 40 years of information we're trying to tell in the six to eight episode run. Right. You know, so uh, the way they're doing it, you know, the pacing is fine. I mean, we've had shows that we discuss on our channel here that's been running for four seasons, some six seasons, you know, some over a span of 12 years that don't cover things this thoroughly, this quickly. So it just like we're talking about goes to show the storytelling where it's come where technology has come, you know, in this, you know, really short space of time, you know since Disney Plus and these series has kind of kicked off that where we are now. So I'm doing everything I'm saying. But yeah, guys, to kind of wrap, you know, today's episode up, uh, you know, really appreciate everybody tuning in to our, our live stream as always. Uh, please check out our other shows, you know, like, you know, that our, our screen pop came up, you know, we have, we have Rebels, um, which is a great, great cartoon, arguably the best Star Wars animated series. So, um, you know, we do that weekly. Um, you'll be seeing one coming up here, so we won't mess that up. So you guys will be seeing our review <laughs> end of season three. So I look forward to watching that for you guys. And also, as DP always says, please uh, shoot us an email. at Nerds and Encyclopedia. If you want to interact with us, we have Facebook a plethora of different uh, avenues we're on. If you have a streaming service that you, you know, subscribe to content, whether viewing or listening, we're usually there. So look for us, find us, like, subscribe, share, and, and pass on the word, guys. And until next week, this is the way. <laughs>